And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another episode of Doing the Work, the newest show on the Back Home Network dedicated to covering IU women's basketball. I'm your host tonight, Kathy Amos, and I'm here with my co-host, Jeff Marlowe. Um, we are hopefully expecting a special guest, Austin Render. Um, he um, seems to have gotten tied up right now, so hopefully he's able to clear his calendar here and join us in a few minutes. But if not, you got Jeff and I, and we're going to be discussing the Kentucky Wesleyan exhibition game that occurred on Friday and the home opener that happened last night against Vermont. But as always, we are going to start our show the way we start every show. And that is with our, our banner moment. And this banner, our banner moment this week, I'm going with actually yesterday at seven o'clock Eastern when our women's season actually finally tipped off for real. It brings with it high expectations, and by the end of the game, I think we can all agree that the ladies did not disappoint us, delivering a decisive win over Vermont. We have several newcomers, both freshmen and transfers, and this gives us an opportunity to see them play together in a game that went into the record books. I, for one, was only more excited to continue watching our, <clears throat> our women team play night after night and excited for the next game already. So with that is our Hoosier banner moment for today. And as always, our banner moment is sponsored by Homefield Apparel. Homefield is constantly releasing new schools or updating the product lines for their schools. In fact, this week on Monday, they dropped a new Indiana bomber jacket that would be sure to keep you warm heading into the winter if you can get one. Um, I believe they sold out before noon on Monday. So very um, hot commodity, pardon the pun. Um, and I, I think they're working on restocking. So keep your eye out on their Twitter accounts or however you get your information about Homefield if you're looking for a jacket and you weren't able to. But even if you're not looking for IU anymore, IU gear or other college teams, they do have a core line that actually has no teams on it as well. So you're really bound to find something for you or any of your family members for holiday season coming up. And if you haven't shopped there before, you can go to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, to get 15% off your entire first order. So make sure to stock up all of that those goodies you want to get all at once and get that 15% off. Again, the website is homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. All right. And now here to inspire us with his amazing basketball IQ is Jeff Marlowe. Um, he's here with his coach's corner. So Jeff, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, well, thank you for the amazing part, Kathy. I <laughs> like that. Um, I just think the biggest thing to kind of take away what you're talking about in the banner moment. And, and I want to save a little bit of it. We'll talk a little bit about the stats later, but this team definitely played a little different style, excuse me, offensively than we were used to a little bit. Um, and, and I liked it. I, I really did. It was one of the things I pointed out in the community that was kind of my keys. I was looking forward to the game was uh, three point shooting and volume of three point shooting uh, to go along with depth. And I think we're going to talk about both those things as we go through the show. And, and I, but I was really pleased to see us kind of play with a dip, a little different style. But defensively, again, competition plays a little bit. But Vermont's going to be a good team in the American East. It's not like they're, they're not going to be a decent team in that league. And defensively, I noticed some things that I really liked. I saw a lot of switching, uh, especially one through four. And I, and I saw uh, I saw a defense that at, at times, you know, in the first, especially in the exhibition game and a, a little bit against Vermont in the first quarter, I want to say lackadaisical, but just hadn't quite got locked in. But once they got locked in on both the, the exhibition game and against the uh, Vermont last night, 
they, they looked really solid on the defensive end. So I think there's a lot of positives to take out of these first two games. Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree. So with that, I think we'll go ahead and transition out and into our, our main segments here of, the, of our show tonight. First, let's hear a little music from Bob Thompson. All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and get into the the meat of, of talking about the two games. So first, I'll just quickly talk about the results of the game, um, and then we're going to break it down into a couple of different segments. So we'll talk about things that we that we saw that we kind of expected to see, things that surprised us from the game. We'll go inside the number, and then as always, we'll give out our game balls and who's your hustle award, and then we'll tackle any lingering questions. So um, for those of you who didn't see it, since it was on Big Ten Plus, if you don't have that subscription um, and didn't see the score later, um, for the exhibition versus Kentucky Wesleyan, which happened on Friday night, we won that 86 to 43. And then on Last night we played Vermont. That was a non-exhibition game. The reason, by the way, in case you weren't sure, we only played one exhibition game. We did have a secret scrimmage earlier in the year as well. Um, but for the first game against Vermont, we won that 86 to 49. So actually quite similar scores. Um, so first, Jeff, let's just go ahead and talk about um, from both of those games, what kind of one expected for you? Is there one theme that you you saw in both games that you're like, yeah, that, that's kind of what I expected to see? I thought defensively we saw Terry Moran's team look like Terry Moran team. I, and that was one of the questions we kind of had in the off season was would they maybe sacrifice a little bit on the defensive end to get more offensive firepower on the floor. But if you as you watch the game, especially in the exhibition game against Kentucky Wesleyan, where everybody was, they got a lot, a lot of kids in the game and, and a lot of players in the game and they were able to get a lot of minutes. That was one of the things I kind of noted in my – I had that nine players played 10-plus minutes in the exhibition game, but they all played fairly well defensively. And and I liked what I saw, and I really – again, as I mentioned earlier, the switch, being able to switch one through four I think is huge because it now keeps you from getting into some mismatches. And and I like that. And But you can also tell that the newcomers especially, Alyssa Geary, I really liked Alyssa Geary, and, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about her later – um, or I will anyway, but also uh, Sarah Scalia and, and, and the freshmen uh, that were that came in and Sydney Parrish, you can tell that they've bought in to what the defensive philosophy is and that the expectation is that they're going to play defense the way uh, Coach Morin wants them to play. And, and I'm sure they'll have some mistakes they'll, you know, and they'll have some lapses, but you can tell that this defense is going to kind of still be their, their bread and butter, but also – it, they can get more firepower on the floor with it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, on For both mine, I put um, as expected as well was the defense. In fact, if you look at, you know, we're not to the inside the numbers part, but we can, I think, sprinkle numbers in throughout just to kind of reinforce what we're saying. They forced 23 turnovers last night, which was mm -hmm. a lot of turnovers. Uh, the other thing that really didn't surprise me at all, what, what I as expected was Grace and McKenzie and how well both – 
of them played and how solid they were in both games. And in fact, during the exhibition, one of the things I wrote down and I heard it a lot from the announcers um, was grace to Holmes, grace to Holmes. And we had that a number of times. I think there are at least four or so of Grace's assists that seem to go into McKenzie. And so I think that you can really tell that they've played together now for a number of years and that they were very comfortable playing with each other. Yeah. And I will also add in there, I thought, as expected, for at least for me, I thought Grace Berger handled the ball about as, you know, yeah. she was the primary ball handler. And that's kind of what I expected to see, um, the, especially in the Kentucky Wesleyan game. I was also very excited. We'd saw, we talked a little bit about this last week that Terry Morin had talked about Lexi Bargesser uh, going to get some minutes at the point. And she really has kind of, at least right now, in the first, you know, the exhibition and last night, kind of solidified, uh, solidified herself as that backup <laughs> point guard. But right now, I like what I'm seeing, and I like seeing Grace Berger have the ball in her hands. And to me, that was as expected as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you and talk if, about, if you want, and again, I don't want to get too deep in the stats here, but, yeah. you know, Grace is handing out assists pretty, at a pretty good clip right now. Yeah, yeah, she is. And I have uh, some information actually on that that um, I I found about her assist that well, we can probably get in once we get either probably to the awards or inside the numbers, whichever comes first. So anything else you want to talk about that went, went as expected that um, from either of those games? Well, I, I think the one thing that I, I don't want to say is expected, but more, and I hate to say it for the lingering question, but it was a little bit of a concern last year and it wasn't, so I'm not sure it's a surprise either, but there were times, especially in the exhibition and last night, I didn't feel like we guarded the three point line very well. I, I yeah. thought we allowed them um, some looks uh, and Kentucky Wesleyan um, only ended up shooting 22.7%, but they hit a lot early. Uh, the, the, of the five, I'll bet they hit three or four of them. It seemed like in that first quarter and a half last night, Vermont, um, Vermont was five for 12, but it, if you break it down, um, the, the one girl Gilwe was three for six. So I just yeah. felt like there were times we didn't defend the line. I think we got to get a little better at that. Yep. Yeah. I, I would agree with that as well. Um, and um, the other thing that kind of went as expected for me is um just the different rotations, which is, again, in these two games in particular, you want to see. We went deep into the bench on both games. You had all available players. Keonda Brown is out with a, a hand injury, so she didn't play, but all other 13 players played and saw the floor, and they all contributed in some way, too, I thought, uh, even if it was only just for a minute or so. Um, so that was not surprising. And, and she really, especially in the exhibition, I thought Coach Moore really tried different lineups, right? It wasn't like you always were seeing kind of the set, same people playing together. She was really mixing and matching, I thought, the the different combinations, which, again, was a, kind of what you would expect from these two games. Well, and I thought also the the thing I liked was just the, the depth. And, like, and she stuck with it. And, again, it's a little bit easier when you're playing a team, uh, Vermont yeah. or Kentucky Wesleyan. But last night, eight players played eight plus minutes. Ten players played seven plus minutes. So she was getting some depth in there, and and I want and I like that that we're building some depth. And I got a couple on the surprise side. I will talk about a little bit there mm -hmm. as well. But but again, kind of as expected uh, for a team that's in the top fifteen, they took care of business the way they should have, right? In both the yep. exhibition and last night. And to me, that's an as expected. Yep, absolutely. 
Cool. Um, let's transition over then and then go to the opposite side of that and talk about surprises. So what was one surprise in particular that came out of either of these games that maybe you weren't expecting? Uh, pleasantly surprised at the number of threes we're shooting. Um, yeah. We shot 19 in the in the exhibition game, and then we shot 25 last night, and we were 12 for 25, I believe, last night. Yes, yeah. 12 for 25 last night. So not only shooting a good percentage, but getting some volume up and 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 I looked it up, Kathy. The last year, they the most they shot in the game was twenty six, and that was at Butler in the season opener. And then for the rest of the season, they only had six times where they shot over twenty threes in a game. Um, in a, well, I think they played twenty seven, twenty eight games. So they didn't have very many games where they attempted over twenty. Again, it was a different style, and that's what I've been. You know, we were talking a little bit about in the off season that for this team to make the jump. So I don't, it's a pleasant surprise, but yet I think we saw by the kids that were recruited in Sarah Scalia, Sydney Parrish, even Grace Berger last night, kids are going to, we've got some more three point threats. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my first surprise, I'm going to go to, to be honest with you, were the freshmen. Uh, Garzon, I knew would be a heavy contributor. I was, I was a little surprised to see her in the starting lineup, the, the first time out, I, I really thought Coach Morin might value that seniority and, and experience more, but Garzon got the start in both games. But I still expected her to come off the bench and be a heavy contributor, which she was obviously starting the game, but she stayed in and played very great minutes. And I'm sure we'll get more into her play in the Vermont game here later on in the, in the show. But I was surprised at the other freshmen um, with Bargesser and um, Lily Meister in particular, because they got a lot of play in not just only towards the end. It wasn't only in the second half um, and they had really meaningful contributions. And I think to me, that's a great surprise. The question, of course, becomes when you start seeing that competition ratchet up, will the two of them still continue to see that much? Will they still be able to contribute? But if we can get five, six, seven minutes from them, I think that's just going to be a huge bonus that I wasn't quite expecting or knowing what to expect maybe is a better way to say it coming in um, with a couple of those freshmen. But what are your thoughts on the freshmen overall, Jeff? Well, I was going to say, I, 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 I liked, I think we all knew that Garzon was going to play, whether she started, she was going to play quite a bit. So I don't think we're shocked by that. But like you said, to start her, and I think, though, one thing that, again, we talked about the defense a little bit, Kathy, that Coach Morin, I think, likes that idea that Garzon can guard, really. And last night I saw her for a brief period, and maybe it was even on a switch, but I want to say she had a few possessions where she was guarding a four. So, you know, again, I think she, they feel comfortable definitely with her guarding a one through a three, if not a one through a four position. And so I think that's one of the reasons why you're seeing her in the lineup, because I think it allows them to be more flexible on the defensive end with what they're trying to do. Also, she showed last night in the exhibition game, she struggled a little bit with her shot. Last night, she really shot the ball pretty well. She took advantage of yep. some good open looks. She got, was able to get some nice passes um, and, and get her feet set. So that's something we want to see. She had a nice uh, finish in the, in the lane, kind of a little turnaround uh, left-handed uh, scoop shot that she finished. Um, I really liked, you know, what she was doing. She didn't look rattled by the situation. And then also, that was one of my things I was going to talk about. Lily Meister was the first big off the bench last night and, and, or, or in the second half. And, and that's not, half. that yeah. surprised me a little bit. And, and I thought that, um, she's got to get stronger. I, I like her game and I kind of liked what I'd seen of her when we talked about her in the recruiting episode earlier in the spring, late, early summer, um, 
I'd seen some things I really liked, but she's just going to have to get stronger. As the competition gets better and she gets up against some bigger post players, I'm not sure she's going to be able to hold them off with kind of the armbar action. I'm not sure it's a legal play, but she right? was using the yeah. armbar action last night down in the post. Um, but I like her game. She's She's got some yeah. athleticism, it looks like. Uh, and then you talk about Bargasser is only going to be better. As her knee gets be- heels and stuff. She, yep. I, I really like her game uh, as well. I think she's got, she looks like she has high basketball IQ. And then I just, oh, the other thing I'll kind of go here surprising wise, we talked a little bit about this last week. Alyssa Geary, athletic. Um, Garzon, athletic. Bargasser, athletic. Meister looks to have some athleticism. So I think even though we graduated some kids who were athletic, I think we may actually have upgraded a little bit yeah, on the athleticism side for us. Yeah, I do too. And that was one of the other surprises for me is again, not knowing exactly, I've only seen, you know, clips of all of these players and been hearing things here and there. And I was really surprised at our height, our length, and really how fast they were playing as well. I thought after every defensive rebound that we had, they were really pushing the pace. And so I really enjoyed seeing that. And I I, I thought they played up tip of last year, but I felt like so far this year, again, one exhibition, one uh, regular season game into the books, who knows how they'll continue. But I thought they actually looked like they were pushing the pace even more so than they did last year. Um, going back to Vargas, or so, so she was actually third off of the bench in both of those games. And uh, in one of the interviews with Coach Morin, um, she had talked about how Chloe Moore McNeil has been really the person they've been pressing to be a ball hawk defender. But Vargas, or she said, is right behind her as well. And they really wanted to, to get her to that kind of level where she is that defensive juggernaut. And, you know, she showed that in the exhibition as well where she had you know two steal or three steals in that game so I I really liked what I saw from the freshmen and I like to see that pace that we were playing especially off of those defensive rebounds and Kathy I'll ask is more of the question I'll see what you think too and and maybe the chat chat the workaholics here in the chat can and chime in a little bit as well but I was surprised last night about Alyssa Geary only playing about a minute and a half in the second half I really was surprised by that not because I, I I thought that Meister didn't deserve some playing time, but I just thought with Geary being the transfer in that they would try and get her some more minutes. She hasn't played over 10 minutes a game yet um, in, in, in that backup role. And I like that. I, what I saw her, she runs the floor well. She has some yeah. good hands. She made a couple nice post moves in these first couple of games when she's had the opportunity. So I really like her game. And I especially think it comes into play, what you were talking about in the transition, where we can really get out and go. And she really rim runs, rim runs well down the middle of the floor. And I just thought with them being a you know, transfer in, she would try to get some of those pieces of the puzzle more. Now, two things maybe. And again, I'll kind of throw it to you for your opinion. Maybe she's understanding everything they're doing so well that Coach Moran's like, I, I can save her when we can play, when we're going to have better competition and maybe I can't get Meister on the floor. Or – she has something nagging her and they're trying to manage her minutes, but I didn't see anything when I run the floor that looked like she was, had something that would be a nagging type injury. So I don't, what do you think? Yeah. I, I didn't see anything either that would lead me to the, the injury part either on the second half. And I, my, my first inclination again, we'll see, 
when we they play again um, later this week on Friday. But my first thought is maybe, yeah, they wanted to get Lily Meister some more time um, and put her in there because, you know, they each played about the same in total. Mm-hmm. It was just Alyssa's was more in the half, first half and Lily's was more in the second half. So it's either that or perhaps maybe there was something um, – that coach didn't quite see that she liked from Gary defensively. But if that were the case, I I would think she would still put her out there and try to coach her through it in a game like that. So I don't think that's the case. I I tend to want to say that it was more, let's get Lily Meister some time out there who probably needs a little bit more game time than, um, than Gary does. And one thing I will point out here, Kathy, I didn't point it out earlier, um, but I think last night, the either very first, or second possession, we forced a shot clock violation. Yes. And, yes, and we then, did the very first. I wrote that down last night. We forced, um, so we had a turnover on our possession yeah. and then we started it off and then we turned around and forced a shot clock violation. And in the exhibition, we forced like four in a row. Yeah, or yeah. three in a row and four in the for, for the first half, which I think yeah, may have been the, like that. the game. I, I was, had written that down I was too. tally marking it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I, I yeah. wrote that down too. At least uh, two, there were at least two in a row, if not three in a row that I can recall, and you might be right, it might have been four, but I wanted yeah. to bring that back up just because, again, I think that tells you, again, competition isn't, the, it isn't Iowa, it's not Ohio State, it's not Tennessee, but it tells you that when they were, re- when they're really getting after it, the defense is pretty solid already. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think too, um, and we're kind of getting off topic, but it, it oh, wasn't wow. quite a surprise. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, Mac, um, Definitely got double teamed a lot, but the surprising part, I guess, for me is I felt like there were times she was slow to pass out and she missed a couple of open people where the defense really collapsed way down on her. Um, so I'd like to see that improve, especially when they start ratcheting up against some of our, you know, competition, which it's going to real quick. So it was just something I saw on a few possessions, yeah. nothing that I'm, I'm sad or concerned about. And there was, was a couple of those, there were a few possessions there where I didn't feel like she ran very fluid. You know, it looked yeah. like she was a little gimpy, not gimpy. It wasn't gimpy is not the word I really should use here, but just didn't look fluid. It was like, you yeah. know, like maybe something was, you know, I hate to say bothering her, but she just like, she's still kind of maybe trying to get, and that could be the cardio part of it. That's that what I was going to say. But I just, you know, I, I just didn't think she looked, there were times last night, especially I thought in the first game against Kentucky, Leslie, and she looked better than she did last night. And that may be part of that cardio issue. Yeah, I think so too. Um, any other surprises you want to talk through, or do you want to jump into some numbers? I think it's hit the numbers. Let's do it. All right. Why don't you go first? You want to start with maybe a team team number from let's maybe just concentrate on the Vermont game. If you want to dabble in the exhibition, that's fine, but I'm more concerned about Vermont, I guess. But if uh, you have exhibition, throw them out there. But yeah, the what, exhibition. The only thing I really had in the exhibition game was um and and uh, they had 24 assists on 34 mates. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was but again, I know great. Kentucky Wesleyan's not the best team they're going to play all year. So um, from a team perspective last night, um, I'll throw this out here. You talked about the turnovers earlier. Uh, 39 points off those turnovers. Yeah. For the Hoosiers. Yeah, absolutely. I, I had turnovers themselves down. Bucket. Yeah, they were. It, it, that's, that's great to see. And we outscored them 39 for us, eight points for them. 
off yep. of turnovers, um, which was good because I was a little concerned at first. We had four turnovers ourselves in that first before that first media timeout in the first quarter. So in five minutes, we had four turnovers. We end the game with only 11. So they clearly made some great adjustments at that first timeout um, and ended up, I think I mentioned it earlier, forcing 23. So uh, the turnover number plus the points, of course, leading to them were very lopsided in, in our favor. Um, what other numbers do you like from a team perspective in that game? Um, well, and this goes back to one of the issues that we talked about all summer long, depth. And again, it's a one-game thing, but we out, our bench scored 19 points. Outscored yep. them 19 to 6, but just the fact that we had a bench production that was in double figures, whereas many times last year we came on here and we were like, uh, we had two points. We had three. Yep. We yep. had none. We know. had zero. So, yeah, yeah. So, so for us to get, you know, 19 bench points, again, we were trying to build depth. And I really like seeing Coach Morin play that depth. I, I, I think that's easier for her to do it because I think we're going to see. Now, are, are Bargasser and Meister going to get eight minutes every night? Probably not in the Big Ten play. But if they can give us four, if they can give us five, I did, you know, it was a little concerned when I looked at the numbers this morning and, and, and Grace actually played 30 plus minutes, but it's Grace Berger. Yeah. And I'm not sure that's a huge issue for Grace. That's better than the 35 or 36 she was playing last year. Right. But that was, the, you know, that to me, that depth is, is a huge factor. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Yes. Grace was the only person to play over 30. She played 31 minutes last night. Everyone else was 28 or less. Um, you're, you're, um, and then of course, Sydney Parrish coming off of the bench also played 22 minutes. So those are your six main, main yeah. people, but even still you had nine minutes, eight minutes, um, for, Nine minutes for Bargesser, eight for Caitlin Peterson, eight for Alyssa Geary, seven for Lily Meister. So they got some good minutes and not just, you know, you know, garbage time minutes at the end right. where, you know, we're up by 35, 40 points. So it was good and it was good competition. Uh, the other thing I enjoyed seeing, and I know we talked about this already, but I feel like it bears repeating was our three point shooting, oh, yeah. uh, 12 of 25. That was a 48%. Um, Going back to the exhibition, I was, I know I said we're not going to talk about it, but I, just for comparison, I was a little nervous about our three-point shooting after that game because in that game, we were only um, five of 19 or 26% in that game. So they really, either they just felt more comfortable or getting into the flow, but something was um, definitely clicking for them on last night compared to that exhibition. So love seeing that. So hopefully they can sustain that going forward. Yeah, but even then, Kathy, the five for 19 was a little concerning for me. But remember how many times last year where we only made one or two? Yeah, if we're five, five is still an improvement over uh, some yeah, of the games. You're exactly. I, I think we're too. I don't expect, now if we hit 12 every game, this team has got a much higher ceiling. And I, and I know people probably don't want to hear us compare it to the men, but we've been having this concept, you know, the conversation on the men's side about how many threes they should be shooting. And, and both teams kind of have the same issue. They have not been high volume three point teams. They have not been good percentage teams. But again, if this team can shoot, even, even if they shoot 36%, 35%, their ceiling becomes a whole lot higher than even what we think it is already. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Jeff, do you think 25 is the right number to be shooting? Or do you think more? I mean, because well, last year we were I, contemplating less. And I don't think less I, is, I, is I, right. But I, I, it felt I, like the right number last night. But I don't know if there's a magic number and it's more I, of the I, flow I, of the I, game. But thoughts? 
I was, well, it was two things. It was one, it was comparison with the kind of the size advantage I felt we had to shoot 25. And, and again, I will let everybody who didn't know, I didn't get a chance to watch it live. I had to go back and watch it on BTN Plus after I got home. We had a radio game up here with the local station that I was doing last night at the time. But I was just, I was shocked when I looked at the stats before I started watching the game that they'd shot 25 threes. And so I don't mind it I, per se, but I think probably for this team, Kathy, 17 to 20 would be a good number every night. And if you're hitting six or seven of those, then again, the ceiling's really high. But let's face it, you know, um, I don't want to steal numbers away here, but I mean, we had a couple kids last yeah. night who accounted for basically half those threes. Two kids accounted for half the threes. And I'm okay with that. But um, I also like the fact that Grace Berger hit one last night. I, I'm a yeah, believer that Grace can, if, if, if Grace can find a way to hit yeah. one or two a game, her whole game just gets it better because you have to come out and guard her a little farther. Yeah, I, I agree. That was nice to see. And it looked smooth. It didn't no. look forced and it looked very, very comfortable for her. Um, any other team numbers that you want to hit? Um, from last night, uh, just the shooting percentage, but overall, I'm, I'm, I think I, I hit the ones I really wanted. They shot a pretty good percentage last night. I'd take 49% every game. Right. Absolutely. Um, the only other one that really was super, super lopsided, I thought, was um, the points in the paint. But the, again, I, I think we definitely had the side advantage. So 36 to 16 points in the paint um, totally didn't surprise me at all. And Kathy, real quick, I'll ask you about this. Any concerns about free throw shooting? I, I hate to say it after one game, but only shot 67 percent. 67. Last night. Yeah. So I hate to get concerned, but maybe one of those with, as Jared says, on the on the assembly call show just you know, and, and kind yeah. of see how it plays out where were we as a team it's 73 percent in the the um, exhibition. exhibition yeah, yeah. I, so, I could live with 73 percent yeah. but yeah it's something that you know i think maybe keep an eye on yeah that's hopefully that's it's the true. one hopefully we're not talking about it again as you know and again every <laughs> time teams are gonna have bad games let's let's make sure yeah. I'm, I'm up front about that i don't want people to think i'm just doing a negative thing here when i, when I harp on this Every team's going to have a game where they don't shoot free throws well. Nobody goes through a 28, 30-game season and does it well every game. There's going to be a game where you're just like, man, damn it. But you don't want it to be 67% every game. You don't want it to be 65% every game. You want it to be that 72, 73. Just like shooting. Yep. They're not going to shoot 49% against some of the better teams. Right. But there's going to be nights, and there's going to be nights where they struggle to, to make shots. But that's part of it. But I, I really like the upside of this team, though, in terms of what I saw in the exhibition last night. Uh, this offense, I think, is really going to be more dynamic. Yeah, I I agree. I I, I was super excited about the three point shooting last night for sure. Um, so before we jump into individual stats, what I was thinking is we go ahead and give out our game ball and our Hoosier Hustle awards, and then if there's still any individual stats we want to touch on, we can come back and hit those as well. Does that sound all right to you? That's fine. All right. Well, let's talk game ball. Um, do you want to give a game ball out and start with the exhibition? Who do you have there? Now you're making me go backwards here. I know. I'm keeping you on your toes. Um, <laughs> honestly, this one probably there was probably two people you're going to look yeah. at in the exhibition. I went, I, I went, and we, and for those of you who are, are watching on live on the YouTube and the workaholics, if you haven't noticed, Kathy and I have been trying to post this in the assembly call community as well to kind of let you vote on who you think the the game ball should go to. So make sure you check that out either after the game or the next day. Um, my, my, I went with Grace Berger. I, I just thought Grace, 16 points, six of nine shooting, four of four at the line, five rebounds, nine assists, two steals, 
zero turnovers in the exhibition. So that Grace Berger got my game ball in the exhibition. Yeah, I I, I second that. I, I was debating between her and um, a couple other players, but I landed on Grace as well. Um, for me, what really tipped it for me was exactly what you just said, the nine assists. So during that um, game on Big Ten Network, um, they actually used Austin's broadcast from the radio which was great and so you get all these wonderful tidbits in there and so here's our fun fact and we'll we'll, we can do an assist watch i guess for grace now the rest of the year so if grace averages 4.2 assists per game over 33 games so soon we play 33 games she will become the all-time assist leader at indiana so um, I know the exhibition doesn't count, but that to me is kind of a fun stat um, and, and definitely something that she can attain. I think on the scoring side, she's probably not going to catch a few people in front of her, but she she at least there has the potential as well to become a 2,000-point scorer. So well, that's really cool. Didn't he say something in there about if she had a good season, she could possibly get to number two on yes, the scoring list? Right behind nobody's ca- Right now, it's almost impossible no for anybody Tyra. currently to catch Tyra Buss. Who's yeah. the all-time leading scorer right now? Grace is number twelve. After last night, she moved into number twelve on the all-time scoring list. So yeah, uh, yeah, she I do think we. I do think we also uh, throw out Mackenzie Holmes in the exhibition. If yeah. you were going to go a different direction for the game ball, it probably would have been Mackenzie. Twenty-two yep. points on eleven of fourteen shooting, five rebounds. I, like you, I, I to me it was the assists and the steals and the no turnovers. Mac had three turnovers, so I was like, you know. I went with yeah, Grace, but I, you could have made the argument for McKenzie. Absolutely. All right. How about for Vermont? Who gets your game ball for Vermont? Uh, I'm going to go with the freshman. Uh, I'm going to yeah. go uh, with Garzon. I, I I thought about Grace a little bit, and, and but I'm going to go with Garzon here just because being the freshman and and in our first official game, um, seven of twelve overall, five of eight from beyond the arc, four rebounds, uh, four assists, and a steal for the freshman in her her burst in her debut as a Hoosier. Um, so I'm going to give it to Yard and Garzon for the, the game ball against Vermont. Yep. Um, Garzon had mine as well. Uh, 19 points. So uh, that broke a freshman record um, for first freshman debut going back to 23, 30, 2013, 2014, right? Mm. Yes. 23. Um, gosh, 23. That's not even a year. Um it will be soon, I guess, but 2013, 2014. So Quang had posted into our um, private community a question asking whose record did she break? So I haven't seen Ari in the chat tonight. He's probably busy covering some other sports, but he's like our our like guru for going to find stats for Soccer us. Soccer may be playing tonight. Soccer. Don't is it? Yes, you're right. It is soccer tonight. But he went back and found it. And the last person, uh, freshman, that was um, – now I got to find it. Uh, T- Taylor Agler. I can't, I'm probably saying that wrong. Agler? Agler. Agler. There you go. So she played for Kurt Miller back in 2013, 2014. So no, I'm sorry. Laren Brooks. He had listed like three different yeah, names. So Brooks. let's confirm. Laren Brooks. So, okay. So Laren Brooks was the last one, um, Quang, and Garzon broke that. But I thought she looked really great. And you could see for her, a freshman, she just seemed calm. She seemed like she really seemed to fit in there. And then she had four assists to go along with those, those three pointers, two and four rebounds. So it ended in 27 minutes. So I, I was really impressed with her. So really loved watching her play. Yeah. She plays with it. And you can see maybe Kathy, a little bit of that background she has in some of the Israeli pro league, or at least playing against some of those pros in Israel where she just has a calmness. She, I don't think you're going to get her too freaked out by a, a crowd like at an Iowa or an Ohio state. We'll see. 
but she looked like she just played with a, a maturity. There's the word I'm looking for, a maturity that you don't see yeah, sometimes from freshmen. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Cool. Well, let's move back um, over to Hoosier Arts to our Hustle Award. Um, going back to then uh, the exhibition, who did you have down for your Hoosier, Hoosier Hustle Award? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, wow. And I, well, for the Hustle Award on the exhibition, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Lily yeah. Meister. Yes. Lily, I, Lily Meister got my Hustle nice. Award. Yeah. 12, 12 points, um, one rebound. Uh, she had uh, She had a steal. And she had an assist, but I just, she was, and, and, and she was just kind of all over the place. But she, even she wasn't showing up in the stats, she just, she was playing hard and she was hustling. And, and for a freshman to come in and get in double figures like that, I, I'm going to give the hustle award to Lily Meister in the, in the yeah. uh, exhibition. That's great. Yeah. Um, I can totally see her. I, I gave mine to McKenzie. Um, I thought coming right out, she did um, things that we, we kind of expected from McKenzie and, you know, led the team in scoring. Um, her turnovers were a bit high three. I wouldn't have expected that from her, but you know, she played well and she played under control. She only had one foul. Um, so I, I enjoyed watching uh, McKenzie coming out in that exhibition. So for me, she was, she was got my um, Hoosier hustle award. Um, how about for Vermont though? Uh, in the Vermont game, uh, I'm going to go back to Grace Berger here. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Grace on this. Um, 14 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, and one steal. Unfortunately, she'd have four turnovers, but I thought Grace just again, Grace Berger doing Grace Berger things last night. And, and you can see, and one of the things I like about her at that point position is that she just really knows how to run the offense. She understands what Coach Moore is looking for. And so um, so I'm going to go with Grace here on the hustle. Yeah, I'll, I'll second that, Jeff, and make it pretty unanimous here for us. So Grace, um, again, if we're on that assist watch, she has eight assists now officially into the book. So she's almost doubled the pace that she needs to be to, to get to that, to that leader. The only downside for Grace that maybe – you know, you could almost make the arguments for her to get actually the game ball. And my, for me was her turnovers. Um, she had the high, highest turnover in the team at four turnovers of our 11. So um, I think, you know, again, though, hard to falter. She was the main ball handler, as you said. But still, I would like from a senior guard, from somebody as experienced as Grace, I would like to see that number a little bit lower uh, than four turnovers. But all yeah. in all, you know, three for three from the line as well. And her three. She made a three-pointer. So, yeah, I, I thought her game was pretty solid. And the other thing, maybe an honorable mention here, not saying she gives, gets any par partial. And we're not giving out any partial points here tonight. You know, we're not dividing them up by three here. Yeah. Uh, we're, but I thought, you know, I also mentioned Sydney Parrish here. Um, last yeah. night, Par Parrish had uh, uh, eight points, four rebounds, and four steals um, for Sydney Parrish and her, and her Hoosier debut. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. All right. So we didn't cover any other individual stats, but are there any from the Vermont game of any of the individual players that we haven't touched on that you want to go back and hit right now? Yeah, I, I really do want to mention Sarah Scalia here. Yeah. Um, Scalia shot three for six from beyond the arc. And that, and that's one of those, again, that, that she was brought in for that. I, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that after that performance she had in Bloomington last year, that that got her even more so on the radar, but um, I think that's the role you're going to see for. So I, and then in the exhibition, I think she was three for nine. Three of nine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she, I don't think, I, I think our fan base needs to understand she's going to shoot the three a lot. 
but she also did some things where she was able yeah. to get up the ball on the deck and get to the rim, get in the lane. But I really wanted to point out the fact that Sarah Scalia does not have a conscience. And that to me as a former coach, as a shooter, that's a good thing. She's not worried about whether it goes in or not. Because if it doesn't, she's going to shoot it again and the next one's going in. That mentality that you got to have as a shooter is you don't remember the misses. You only remember the makes. And you go for five, but the next five are going in. That's the mentality. And I think scare, and that's a good thing for this team to have because I don't know if it's always been there. I think sometimes they kind of got worked up about the misses. And Sarah Scalia is like, eh, if I'm open, I'm firing. Yeah, absolutely. It didn't get in her head at all. The, um, the one person that we haven't talked about all night is Chloe Moore McNeil. And I want to touch on her because if you look at her stat line, uh, it doesn't, it looks underwhelming. You know, she played, um, but she played 28 minutes. So she played a lot of minutes, um, but only had seven points. She was two of five, two of five. Um, the thing that I really liked from her is she started to seem a little more aggressive. Um, but she ended up with five assists last night. And, right. and in fact, there were th uh, three of them right in a row that, that she had, um, two of them down to Mac and, um, one to Sydney Parrish. I'm going from memory. I think was two, it was two. It doesn't matter. She had five assists. So she was second on the team and assist what i really did like her defense you could tell and i think i said to my husband at one point i said i think her arm length is just as long as her her legs that she just has incredible length and she really gets down and i thought she actually had some really nice um, defense um so if you look at her stat line it maybe didn't show up that she really was like a major contributor because everyone looks so much on offense but i thought defensively she looked really great but what are your thoughts on chloe mcneil and her play last night I'll just kind of reiterate. I think what you said was spot on. She she didn't try to overdo anything. She just played within the game and played within what was needed to be done of her. I think we'll see some games where Chloe hits three or four threes in a game and yeah. like Sarah Scalia and come. scores double figures. Will she be a double figure scorer every game? Maybe, but maybe not. I think what you get out of Chloe now is a kid who has more confidence, understands, like you said, what her role is, isn't worried about whether she's going to get yanked since she's starting it and as much. And so I think now she just kind of plays and she's going to nice mm -hmm. when she scores well, but I think you're going to see her continue to get better defensively. And I think they did a little bit in the, I wrote it down last night. I'm forgetting second quarter. She actually ran the point about half that quarter, yeah. which they kind of gave grace and break and Chloe became kind of the main ball handler before they brought Bargesser in, um, in the second quarter. So I like that. And I just think that's and no turnovers and no turnovers. I think that's what you're going to yeah. see out of Chloe Moore McNeil is they're kind of just being a Jack of all trades with this group. Yeah. And she's letting the game come to her as she didn't feel like she was forcing it. So that was great. Um, other players that um, you want to kind of touch on from last night or you feel, feel we covered them all. I think we covered everybody I was looking at. Yeah, me too. All right. Well then that will lead us next into our lingering questions, Jeff. So what's um, what is your first lingering question you want to talk through? I just, what is our, you know, it, will we continue to play offense against better teams? I think that's what I'm looking forward to Monday. I really am. When they go to Tennessee, when they go to Knoxville against a better team, a better defensive team, will they be able to play? Will they be able to be able to keep pushing some of the pace? Will they play, keep playing with the pace they've played in the exhibition against Vermont? And so that's kind of, because I think it's huge. If this team can play with a little more pace and not feel like we're grinding out every possession, the depth will be there for that and they don't have to be such a short bench. So those two kind of go hand in hand, I, I guess, but I'm really looking to, for, for, can we continue to play with that kind of pace mm -hmm. against a better team? 
Yeah, that's a that's a great one. Um, yeah, I see Queen just stole mine into in the chat. Um, will we continue to play deep? That's I, I I wonder how deep we'll get. I know eventually, obviously, we're not going to play thirteen players. We are just going to have games that's going to tighten tighten up that that rotation for sure. My my question is, how deep will we go really? Mm-hmm. So I, I think we can. I feel safely saying we're probably looking at going a good eight people deep, if yep. not maybe even nine. Um, I, I think that will definitely tighten up in some of these games. I don't think we will necessarily see like Caitlin Peterson getting eight points or eight minutes rather like she did last night. Um, but along with that, not just how many players and how deep we go, but which ones and will we still continue to see Bargasser and Lily Meister coming off of the bench and getting close to double digit minutes, or, you know, obviously I think that'll go down, but can they still contribute meaningful minutes? So right. those are some of the big questions for me. And again, as the competition increases, so we might not necessarily get that answered on Friday, but um, I think we got some big games coming up here that maybe might lend us some answers to those. Yeah, and the thing is, and, and Valerie was asking what channel that's on. It's either ESPN or ESPN2. I can't remember which one. The it's Tennessee on. game? Yeah. I'll check. Um, but anyway, I, I, the other thing, it's not really a lingering question. I just want to continue to see if we can, if this team will continue to get better defensively. They've been pretty good, don't get me wrong. But when you've got so many new pieces to the puzzle, I'm sure there's still some things you're trying to teach and get better at. And, and that'll be one of the things I want to see. Yeah, cool. Any other lingering questions you want to talk about? Not at, not right now. Me neither. Cool. All right, let's go to what's next. So um, let's talk about our next opponents first. So I, we mentioned the women play again on, on Friday. Let's not overlook. They have a game before Tennessee. Right. So they play at home against UMass Lowell on Friday night. That is at 7 Eastern or 6 Central. For those of you like Jeff and I who are on Central, that will be on Big Ten Plus. Then on Monday, which will also be our next show because we will do a post-game uh, show live after that, that game against Tennessee on the 14th um, will be our next time. So there we're traveling to Tennessee and I just looked Valerie that the game is going to be on ESPN two. Um, and that game is scheduled to be played at um, six, six central, excuse me, six Eastern five yeah. central. So it's an early start. it's very early, very, very early that one. So um, let me just give a quick overview of Tennessee and what I, I kind of saw from them last night. And then Jeff, you can jump in. So right well, now, Real quick, yeah. I'll just kind of preview UMass Lowell. Yeah, go back to UMass. I, I don't know much, but I did look up. We've played them one time back in December of, or excuse me, November of 2016. So almost six years ago in Bloomington, and Indiana won that game. So I used one and zero career wise against UMass Lowell. Awesome. Okay, so thank you for helping me not overlook UMass Lowell. <laughs> But now on to Tennessee. So Tennessee, at least as of today, um, is ranked fifth. Um, They just played um, Ohio State last night. So Tennessee has four McDonald All-Americans. They're thought of be very high. However, and they were winning at halftime against Ohio State. Did you catch any of that game by by chance? I forgot they were playing. So who won? Okay. So um, Tennessee was leading at the half. Um, because Ohio State just couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. I think they had 30 points at halftime. Um, they had turned um, Tennessee over. So Ohio State, one other thing is defense, right? Mm-hmm. So um, they came out in the second half, Ohio State, and just clamped down on Tennessee. And they started shooting the ball, um, um, specifically t- um, Taylor Mikesall. So they turned Tennessee over 10 times in just the third quarter alone. 
um, they scored 33 points, which was more they scored in the entire first half, and then just can, came out and just dominated that second half. And I didn't see the final score, but it was double digits when I turned it off with about a minute left to go. Um, so Ohio was, State just absolutely dominated them in the second half. In, that game was in Columbus, right? It was, yeah. And they had a great crowd that turned out, and the, the students stormed the court. Yeah. So um, I'm not sold. I'm sorry, Kathy, keep going. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that I think just their their press and their especially uh, because they had played multiple presses against Tennessee really, really rattled Tennessee. They were very sloppy mm. with the ball. I don't know if um, Sean is in the chat here, if he remembers the total number, but um, Tennessee ended up with something like 25 turnovers. So they're definitely turnover prone. Right. First of um, all, we're not, so, not going to press them, but Kevin McGuff will press no, them. No, we certainly will show it up. But we can lock in defensively. I'm, I, I, I'd be yes. one that I'm not. I, I'm not buying on Tennessee at number five. I, I, I no. get it. And they didn't even look before like last it. night. Even before last night, I wasn't necessarily buying. Yeah. Now they they have talent, but it's been a situation down there the last few years where they really haven't meshed it together when they have had talent. Um, but now they're coming off a tough loss, and they'll probably yep. play this weekend against. Uh, and it'll uh, be at uh, home. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but I'm just saying they'll probably play a game in between where it'll be a chance for them to get yep. back on and, and yep. an easy game. But it'll be in Knoxville. We're going to go into the teeth, uh, you know, to hostile environment. I would expect there to be a good crowd in Tennessee, if not, yep. if not sold out. Um, but I think we can turn them over. We may not turn them over 25 times, but no, if we can turn them over 15 or 20, 15 to 20 just in the half court. I like our, our chances. I like our chances we may extend it out a little bit, especially with a Chloe Moore McNeil, a Grace Berger, uh, maybe not so much trapping, but just trying to at least harass and see what we can do. Uh, historically, we've only played Tennessee twice. Uh, we played two years ago and lost at home. And then we got beat in a neutral site game. Uh, maybe uh, I can't, I didn't write down the year, but we're 0-2 lifetime against Tennessee. So, and we've okay. never played them in Knoxville. So, yeah. but if we can play like we did last night and I'm hopeful we'll play that way on Friday, I really like the way this team can play. And I think again, if we can play with some pace and, and, and be locked in defensively, we can give Tennessee some problems as well. But um, yeah, that, now you're made me real more concerned about Ohio state though. Since we yes. talked about them, you know, that's what that. I walked away from more from that game last night, Jeff was, I am super concerned more about Ohio state, but the other things I saw from Tennessee and um, thanks Sean, the, they Tennessee had 29 turnovers last night. I don't think we'll turn them over that much. I, I we won't press. That's not in our repertoire. That is in no. Ohio states. Um, but one thing that I, I think we'll have to watch out for as well is, ball handling for us because Tennessee did run a two, three zone a couple of times, a trapping zone mm -hmm. um, that gave Ohio, Ohio state a couple of problems too, and uh, turned them over as well. So I think that's something we'll need to watch for. And then in terms of scoring the two people, I think we need to watch for are Jordan Horston and Jasmine Powell from Tennessee. They led them in scoring last night and I would expect that they probably will continue. Um, so yeah, we can, it definitely gave me more pause on Ohio state's, after watching them, especially the freshman that they have, McMahon, she was actually really good. If I would have thought tough. to look at the notes, it said Ohio State won. So I was asking you, so Jeff, oh yes, so Jeff, on the run sheet, I, I hadn't I hadn't looked at the run sheet since we first talked about it the other day. Yes, so I just updated it last night. So yeah, that's so fine. yeah, I was like, okay, thanks. There, it's all right there. Um, yeah, as anything as, else you know, in Tennessee? As, or... as far as my thoughts here, mm -hmm. I just think that 
you know, this is a game though. We talk about depth. Yes, you're gonna you want to try and get eight nine deep, but you're not gonna get no. uh, you're not getting Louis Meister and Lexi Vargas are playing eight minutes nine minutes. Uh, I think Lisa Geary maybe have to play a little more in this game, in my opinion, just because she has a, she's a veteran. She's been through some of those tough environments. Um, but I think now you're going to see Grace 34, 35 minutes. You're going to see McKenzie 27, 28 minutes. You're going to see uh, Scalia 20, 31, 32 minutes. So I think you'll see more minutes from our starters on yeah. Monday, which I'm okay with in this game. Me too. But I think, but I think this is a good game because this is one of those that can, you know, we don't play a lot of true road games against non-conference opponents this year. So a, a, a win would be huge for our net. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so let's move on then to other programming notes. So again, for those of you maybe who haven't noticed, um, Jeff has been doing a wonderful job. Thank you, Jeff, for keeping us updated about all of our Hoosier alums um, playing out in the professional sphere. So he posted in the community. If you're not part of our community, you can go to assemblycall.com and find out how to join there. Um, we have been trying to ramp up our, our women's contents. Jeff and I have there as well um, as, of course, men's basketball and other sports. But you can also follow us on Twitter. Um, you can find us at DTWIU. WBB, which stands for doing the work, IU women's basketball, um, or just Google doing space, the space work, doing the work, and hopefully we'll come right up and you can follow us there. Um, so you can always follow us there to find out again, just a reminder, we will do a live post game show after the Tennessee game Monday. That's our next programming that we have planned. On the men's side, Assembly Call Radio is scheduled for tomorrow night. They are doing a post-game show. The men have their second game against Bethune Cookman. Um, and then, of course, you can also listen to our other partner on the home, home network, which is Crimson Cast. So if you don't listen to them already, you can follow them. Um, so, okay, Jeff, that I think kind of wraps this up. So last um, call you want to lease with here tonight. Well, uh, first of all, um... Appreciate Valerie's comment and the and the workaholics here, but um, thank you, Valerie. Um, I will say this about the 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 alumni we have playing over in in Europe right now, and it, and it just kind of started. It actually started wanting to kind of follow what Lex and Nikki were doing, and and because we'd followed them so much last year with the show, but then I started kind of realizing that there. I kind of uh, got lucky and found Amanda Cahill almost by accident, and then somebody told us that. Uh, Tyra was playing overseas this year for the first time. And then also Jory Davis had been playing overseas for a while as well. So, um, and that's kind of got me going. I've got, uh, and I check it about every other day. Um, they don't play every day. That's not, not like the NBA. They usually play about once a week or maybe twice in a four day period. So they might play a Thursday and a Sunday, Thursday and a Monday, something like that. Um, some of them are in different, you know, most of them, like for example, Lex and Nikki are both in the Spanish women's league on different teams, but they also are playing in European competition. So they'll play like a Spanish league game. And then a couple days, three days later, they've got a European like cup, what they call Euro cup or whatever that they're playing in. I will pass this along. I haven't had a chance to post it in the community or on Twitter yet, but as of right now in Luxembourg, uh, Amanda Cahill has been the player of the week one time already. And she is the second leading scorer in the league and she's fourth in assists. All right. And wow. I don't think I don't think we remember Amanda Cahill is a, a big time assist. But remember, she also played with Tyra Buss here at IU. So but she was a big time scorer. I just don't remember being an assist person. 
Uh, and then Tyra is leading the Lithuania. She's playing in Lithuania. She's leading the league in scoring right now. So that's awesome. Wow. Good for good so, for those ladies. As far, so. as far as my final thoughts, hey, anytime you start the season one and oh, that's obviously a positive. Yeah. Uh, I know there were some people talking a little bit online last night about uh, the the attendance was four thousand and kind of disappointed yeah. a little bit in the attendance. But I did do a little little I did do a little digging. I went back and looked at last year. Last year's first home game was a, is a little bit, you can't compare it to apples and oranges. That was the Kentucky game, and there was almost 5,400. 5,394 showed up for that game. But I, So I went to the next game, which was against Norfolk State, 3,398 for the Norfolk game. So roughly, you know, so we were about 700 ahead of where we were, okay. what would assess us be, you know, not, you know, the season opener last year. Yeah. Hopefully by the time we get to the North Carolina game, people are, uh, yeah. are coming out, um, in le- le- much larger numbers. So, um, one other program note I probably should have mentioned as well. And in addition to following us on Twitter, uh, if you're not listening live here on YouTube and you prefer to listen through a podcast feed, we do have our own feed now. Um, we used to be under assembly call. We are now under our own doing the work podcast feed. So, um, we'd love it if you'd subscribe there and give us a five-star rating and, uh, and if you don't like us, then just don't read us. So, <laughs> but no, yeah. I seriously appreciate everyone that is listening live tonight, listening live later on or live later, listening later on YouTube or podcast, wherever you get your feed. But Jeff, I think that will wrap us up for tonight. So uh, yeah. if you do want to see us do the show live though, folks that are listening later and you can be part of our live chat, you can subscribe to our channel on YouTube at youtube.com slash assembly call. Um, You can also join the uh, IU Hoops email newsletter on that uh, website as well if you'd like to have. A huge special thanks to John Ringer of uh, Riggs Design. Uh, He has designed the Assembly Call logo, and he has now designed our Doing the Work logo, and it's just um, fabulous. We got a little different one up there in the corner for those of you on the YouTube feed tonight, so trying different different looks, see how we like it. Um, as I played earlier and, um, we have some music as well from Bob Thompson. So thank you, Bob, for that. And most of all, thank you to everyone listening, um, both live and later in your life. Uh, really appreciate the support and, uh, hopefully we'll keep getting the word out about our, our women's basketball team and how wonderful they are. So, but until, uh, thank you all for listening until Monday, we'll talk to you then. And until then, keep your elbow in your eyes on the rim and let's go Hoosiers. All right. And that does it. So thanks everyone. Thanks for the kind words in the chat too. So appreciate it. Yeah. Joy everybody in the chat. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, anything else on your mind before we, we break off from everyone? Uh, no, I, again, excited about getting to see them play for the first game and then tomorrow night or Friday night, UMass Lowell, but really looking forward to Monday and see how they look against Tennessee. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, chat mob. Um, and doing sorry, thanks to the the workaholics in our chat. So yeah, um, appreciate you and we'll hopefully we'll see a lot of you here back on Monday. And spread the word. Spread the word. Yeah. We're we're always looking for the more the merrier in the in the in the workaholics. Absolutely. All right. Take care, everyone. See you, everybody.